Welcome back to the Balance Bully Podcast for ambitious women in business and a few brave men. I'm your host, Nikita Renthington. As always, I am rocking this level of optimism and excitement to be with you right now. So we know from the recent polls that we've done in 2022, leaning into 2023, that the majority of our listeners are still pretty much the same as who they've been since 2016. 75 to 80% of you are, in fact, those ambitious women, and many proclaim the title of entrepreneur and or small business owner. Yes, we recognize you few brave men, the husbands, the fathers, the G-pops, the brothers that are listening in for tools, techniques, and resources for yourself, as well as for your forever lover or your loved female one. Today, I have a very special human that I want to bring to you today that is really for the ladies. Mary Catherine Stahl, known as MK, is a multi-location fit body boot camp owner and community manager for the franchise. As the voice of the people and the face of the organization, MK is also the host of the Beyond the Scale podcast. Wearing a few legacy-making hats, MK is a mom, wife, and is passionate about helping others live their best life on their own terms, especially when it comes to balancing motherhood and business ownership. MK, welcome to the BBP. How are you today? Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. And it's good. Same. Well, you know, I'm excited to have you here too, for so many reasons. So you don't know because we're in the green room and you guys can't see us, but I just got off my Peloton. So I'm a little bit post-drip sweat. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. And I was excited to talk to you because there are so many really well-meaning people out here that are health coaches, uh, health experts, personal trainers, all the things that have a lot of information about how to get your body right, but they don't necessarily take into account all the hats that you Mm -hmm. and I both wear as multi-hyphenated humans that are really passionate about securing our legacy, our multi-generational imprint for our families. So it can't just be body, body, body. We have to incorporate room those other things. So I would love for you to just share a little bit about your story, how you decided to start the Fit Body Bootcamp, and where you're at now in your journey to create work-life and love balance. Yeah, of course. I'd love to share all of that. And and I will say before I share, um, to your point, I I say this often, if I wasn't in the fitness industry, I don't think I would work out as many times as I do each week. Like (laughs) It is so difficult. It is as a mom, and if if you work like a traditional job, or if you have to go into an office and look presentable and show up at 8 a.m. and you have kids and you're there until five, I mean, making time to work out, making time for fitness is incredibly hard. Yes. And so I am. I thank God every day that I am in fitness and I have the time throughout my day to squeeze it in. Yeah. I mean, you're you're right. There's when you're when you're being honest with what you have as a wife and a mom, a partner, a business owner, you happen to have multi locations on top of that. So there's team right. management, the joys of brick and mortar, <laughs> you know, there's a leaky faucet, there's something with yeah. the toilet, the plumber didn't show up, like all those other additional things. It's real easy to give what I would call a justified excuse for why you couldn't really make that room for yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, but to answer your question, so I started my fitness journey 
at, so I've been into fitness since I, since I was a kid, since I was in middle school and I've always just loved exercise. I love the way, not only the way it made me look, of course, but just the way it made me feel. And yeah. it made me feel like I could do so much more and with my life. And so when I was 26 years old, I was working out in a big box gym, doing a lot of running at the time. And one of my good friends invited me to a fit body boot camp that just opened in town. And she said, Hey, come check out this new gym with me. And so I went and I had never been into like group fitness. I, I took a few group fitness classes when I was in college, but never went to like a studio that specialized in group fitness. And so it, I didn't know what to expect. And so when I went in the first few days, I fell in love with it. And it wasn't just the workout that I love so much. It was just that sense of community and the mm. culture that I had never experienced anywhere else. And I had this level of accountability, not only from the coaches, but from the people I was working out with, because you would get in a rhythm of going to the same session, usually like every day during the week. And then if you weren't there, you felt like you were missing out, like you were missing yeah. out working out with those people that you're developing that friendship with. And so I really liked the way that that felt. And I was seeing results. I you know, was starting to get more toned and really starting to reach goals that I hadn't met before and what I was doing. So what I was doing just wasn't working for me. And Fit Body, the workouts are only 30 minutes and they're nice. hit style workouts. And it's a different workout every day. So like when I would come into the studio, I never knew what I was getting myself into, but I knew I would leaving there. I would leave there feeling like, oh my God, that was, that was crazy hard. And, and now I feel like I have this energy and I just feel like I could tackle the day. And so I you know, did that for a few months. And at the time I was working as a operations manager in a real estate investment firm. And it was a good job for a 26 year old. I had a nice salary and, and I, I was, I had room for growth in my position, but I was so stressed out. Mm. I wasn't doing anything that I was passionate about. It was, it wasn't filling my cup. And even after, you know, working out in the morning and then going to work, it's still, I felt so depleted yeah. and it wasn't like physically depleted. It was just that mental depletion. Mm -hmm. I just wasn't, I wasn't operating in that best version of myself and I wasn't using not necessarily the education that I had from school, but the passion I had inside me. I just felt like I wasn't serving a purpose. Yeah. And so keep going to boot camp. One day I come home to my husband and I was like, I really don't like my job. What if I just opened up a fit body boot camp? My husband was a physical therapist. He still is. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's like, you don't, you don't have any business experience. You've never been a fitness coach before. You didn't go to school for this. I did. You didn't. You don't have any money. We had just gotten married six mm. months prior. We just bought our first house. So, I mean, we're just in debt at this point. We don't mm -hmm. have any. And I'm like, well, I'm looking online and it looks like they, they help people. Like they, they can help you figure it out. Like we can get a loan and there's all these other young people doing it. If they can do it, I can do it. And so I just kept bugging him about it. And I just stayed persistent. And one thing led to the next. And we hopped on the phone with the franchise. And the rest is history. We flew out to California. We found an old yoga studio. We flew out to California, which is where we're based, okay. where Fit Body's headquartered. And we did all of the training mm -hmm. and came back. And still, even though we did a three-day training, still didn't know what we were doing. Right. You know, I'm 
studying to be a personal trainer all day long. I'm <laughs> learning how to, I'm learning about marketing. I'm learning about programming workouts, like just all of these little nitty gritty things that you have to do when you're starting a business. And the biggest thing was, okay, how are we going to find a space to do this in? And so we found a yoga studio that was moving and they had this tiny little space. It was already built out. And so we signed the lease at this space. We had my parents come with us over the weekend. We painted the whole place. We bought just enough dumbbells that we needed, some battle ropes and like a TRX special carpet. And that's all like we didn't spend a ton of money and we went in there and we just took off, like just straight up into the clouds. And within the first year of being open, we actually had to look for a new space and we found a space that was three times the size, did a complete renovation of it. And we grew our membership base to over 400 members. And since, since then I've now opened three locations. I've, I've sold a location. I've I've bought an existing location. I've kind of dipped my toes in everything that you can do with franchise ownership. Yeah. And it's because I love it. And Mm -hmm. it's one of those things now where I feel like I could just build a fit body business in my sleep with my eyes closed (laughs) because I I love it so much. It's something I'm passionate about. And when you're working in something that you're passionate about, it doesn't feel like work. Right. It just feels like fun. Right. And there's, there's days where it's not fun when you're dealing with customers, clients and, and being a leader to a team, Mm -hmm. that's the most challenging part of owning a business. Um, but I very much started thinking I wanted to be a small business owner. And now years later, I've more developed into a multi-passion entrepreneur yeah. and I'm trying to help other people invest in their fit body locations and, and do what they're passionate about. And so that's kind of, you know, my role today as a community manager for the franchise is to spread the word about fit body, but then also help other passionate people that want to work in fitness figure out how can they make this a reality for them and how can they do what I did. Yeah. Now I love your, your story, first of all, but also your mindset about it. You were like, yes, honey, everything you said is logical. And right right here in this space of A and Z, right. There, there is something to this that I'm not letting go. And because you love me and you feel me and you connect with me emotionally, you know that I'm not letting this go. So you stay consistent and persistent with something that he now gets to benefit from, I'm sure, triple times over. Right. Right. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I mean, by owning the Fit Body Bootcamp location, so we grew our family and grew our business at the same time. That was very challenging. I mean, that's that's a whole other conversation itself, which maybe we'll, we'll talk about briefly. But when we first started, it was... It was scary because I was taking away, you know, I didn't have a salary anymore from that job I had. So like we, I quit my job. Mm -hmm. I went all in on this business that wasn't making any money. And so we were living off of one salary. So his physical therapy salary. And at the time when we first started, we kind of just felt like that was the way it was going to be forever. Like Mm -hmm. he was always going to work full time in physical therapy. And I was always going to do this. Well, once we got location number two, And had baby number two and life got even crazier. Mm -hmm. We actually had the financial freedom where he didn't have to do physical therapy anymore, which is amazing. And even though he went to school for it, 
I mean, he enjoys entrepreneurship. He enjoys doing what we're doing now so much more. Yeah. So it provided us opportunities for our family that I never would have thought of when I started this at 26 years old. Which is wild. What would you say to anyone who's listening? Because franchise isn't the first thing that most um, budding entrepreneurs think about. They typically want to, you know, what can I make in my kitchen? What's in my closet? What can I put together with my hands or my head? service base, you know, maybe leaning to coaching in a, a more yeah. verbal way, right? Versus, versus the physical contact that you have now. Um, what would you say to them when they're they're stuck with the doubt of, can I do this? It's going to take a $300,000 upfront investment in order for me to even enter into something like a Fit Body Bootcamp. Yeah, that's a great question. I was thinking about this the other day, actually. I have always been, you know, I use the term multi-passionate entrepreneur. I've always been multi-passionate. I, from the young age of 15, like I, as soon as I could get a job, I had a job. I remember having like a worker's permit. I worked at the Cracker Barrel for seven years, which is actually a funny story. Worked there all through college because it was my side hustle. I knew I could go in I could wait tables for a weekend, make three or $400 and I could buy whatever I want. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like what kept me through. And then I also was a lifeguard. But then even when we got into owning a fit body, I did things on the side. I still had side hustles. I made t-shirts for people. I did a little bit of coaching. Mm-hmm. And so I have always been like kind of dipping my toes in other things because at the drop of the head, anything can change, True. you know, like life can change. And so I always wanted to just have multiple options and multiple ways to make money. And one thing I did do in my entrepreneurial journey a few years ago was I thought I loved making t-shirts for people so much that I wanted to have a business out of that too. Mm-hmm. So I formed an LLC, made a website, hired a graphic designer to make me a logo, spent a ton of money that I never got back. Mm-hmm. And six months into it, I realized I am not passionate about this. And I do not want to continue on this journey. I really enjoy doing the fit body stuff more so than that. And I need to just close this up yeah. and just move on. And, and I learned from it. And so one thing I would say to that person who they're thinking about starting a business, or maybe they're thinking about coaching or j- just doing something part-time Is it something that you're going to be able to do and that you're going to be excited about one year, two years, five years from now? And if you can't see how that's going to fit into your life and your lifestyle, then it's probably not a good idea. And even today, my mindset and the goals that we have around business ownership have changed tremendously because of my two children. Yeah. I have a two-year-old, almost two, he turns two in a few weeks. So sad. And then a four and a half year old. And what I wanted when I started this is totally different than what I want now. Yes. And so when I'm thinking about opportunities, I have to think about how is that going to fit into my lifestyle? What's it going to take? Am I willing to spend the time, energy, money, effort that, that, that is needed to make that successful? And if you're doubting that, then it, then you probably shouldn't. But if you're like 100%, I'm willing to do it all, then then do it. Take yeah. that leap of faith because there's going to be opportunities and there's going to be things that you're given the chance to execute towards and you may never get that opportunity again. I, I completely agree. I hear you saying from your soul, lean into what's pulling you, not to what you feel like you have to push. Yes. And that, there's a 
a big difference between that. There's lots of good ideas. Those passions that you could have absolutely, if you would have stayed down the, I'll call it the rabbit hole of t-shirt making, I'm sure you would have made really good money, but would you have just created a job for yourself versus something that you were excited about and passionate about and made the hard days when you had a sleepless night with the toddlers because they had the flu or whatever was on, it still made it worth it versus saying, why am I here? (laughs) Yes, that is exactly, that is such a good point. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's powerful. So I'm curious too, because you said you have two, two and a half and almost, almost two and almost four and a half year old now, Mm -hmm. plus you're married, plus you have the two locations and you have team and goodness knows whatever community endeavors, grassroots, advocating that you have on the side that you're also doing because the hustle doesn't end, right? Like it's, it's always there in some other way, even if it's not about monetization. What would you say for someone who's like, I need to know where's the first place that I start where my health and my fitness is the priority that propels me for the, to have the room, the energy, the clarity space, the headspace to even think about what I want to do either in the current business that I have, but I'm like recalibrating or changing some things up or maybe like you did, they started a version, their version of a t-shirt business that it looks real good. They could make money at it, but they actually realize they've come to that, what I call come to Jesus moment. They yeah. had that moment with themselves and they're like, I don't want to do this. They, they answered your question of, can you see yourself doing this one to two years but they know that their health and their fitness has to take number one priority. What would you say yeah. for like a daily routine? What's the first suggestion? Mm, yeah. Um, so for me, I being that, you know, my passion for fitness was so great. I created a business out of it. As you can imagine, I love to work out. And so working out was just a part of my daily routine. But as I became a mom and really it wasn't until having my second child, I did have that come to Jesus moment. Mm -hmm. And I realized that working out every day is just, it's not sustainable. I can't do that. And what used to happen to me is if I didn't get to work out and if like the opportunity just wasn't there because of the craziness of having two kids and, and work, I would get very frustrated and I would have a negative attitude and it would spill out into my family, into the workplace. And I was like, okay, I can't, I can't do that. Like, Fitness is a long game. It's not a short game. Like you're going to be doing fitness forever. Like fitness is always going to be a part of my life. If you don't work out Saturday and Sunday, like you're going to be okay. And you know what you can do on Saturday and Sunday? You can focus more on your nutrition. What are you putting in your mouth? What are you consuming? What are you putting in your body that is going to still help you feel good? And one thing I also did was on the days where I wasn't working out, I would literally think to myself, well, I'm just going to eat anything today because I didn't work out today. So, you know, it is one of them. Self-sabotage. Yeah, it was was self-sabotage, but also I was just so set in that all or nothing mentality. Mm -hmm. And I used to be, I say this a lot. I used to be the queen of I'll start on Monday, like come Saturday morning, or maybe we went out on Friday night and had some drinks with friends. And then you wake up on Saturday morning and you're not feeling that great. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to go get the greasy breakfast and then I'm going to wake up on Monday and I'm going to start over and then come the next weekend and something else, you know, throws you off. And I don't do that anymore. Like if I have the pizza with my kids or I have the ice cream then I'm like, you know what? Next meal, I'm going to be on track. Next meal is going to be good. And so I really look at it as more of a lifestyle approach now. Like 
each day, what can I do in that day so that like I am feeling my best? And there are going to be times where there are unforeseen circumstances, like maybe your child is sick or you're sick and you're going to get off track. Life's going to throw you that curveball. But if you look at it as a lifestyle approach and you know, like you identify as a healthy and fit person, Mm -hmm. regardless of where you're at in that journey, then it's better for that, like your mindset around health and fitness. And so I think that's a long winded answer, but, you know, really just looking at it as a lifestyle approach. Yeah, no, it was a perfect answer with lots of juicy details that people can see for themselves. I think that what I heard, I like to like, I'm like rain woman inside my head. So like (laughs) words are coming out of you that I'm listening in my spirit. And there's something that sticks like a word map was the word grace. Like you're giving yourself grace because you've self-identified as a fit and healthy person. That is your high level hat identification. You have other hats that you wear, but that is a hat that is securely fit to you. So you honor that there is no perfection. The excellence Mm -hmm. that's coming for you is because of your intention to redirect when there's been a challenge or a setback, whether it was one you had control over like birthday party, hey, or it was, you know, someone didn't feel well and you just couldn't even get the fuel in your body that you needed, which also talk about not eating well. There's also the not eating enough. So there's Mm -hmm. all of those other, you know, elements and nuances to it. And you're honoring by giving yourself grace. You know what? the next meal, the next snack, the next opportunity to hydrate, I will make a better choice without punishing yourself because of those extremes, which is really that perfectionism that a lot of us have come to. And it's a form of bondage. Mm -hmm. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you completely. So I have to ask, you're you're doing a lot. How are you giving yourself permission to pause? Oh, great question. (laughs) Deep breath, deep breath. Yeah. You know, I have, I'm going to use the word guilt because that's what moms use a lot. I carry around, I don't carry it around anymore, but I used to carry around an incredible amount of guilt around if I'm with my kids enough and if I'm working enough and I never felt like I was enough. And I realized that I'm the one holding the standard. Like I'm the one that sets that bar. Yeah. And if I'm feeling guilty, I'm feeling guilty because of whose standards, because of my own. And so I'm the only one that gets to define how much am I supposed to be parenting and being with my kids today? And how much am I supposed to be working? And if I'm setting that expectation and setting the bar, like you said, way too high, I'm always going to feel guilty. I'm never going to be okay with where I'm at. I'm always going to feel like I need to be in the other place. And so I allow myself to pause so much more now than I used to. And an example would be as a business owner, you're always connected and it doesn't matter if you're in your business or at home, you have emails, you have text messages, social media, it can consume me if I let it. And I used to be the parent that we'd pick our kids up from daycare. And even in the afternoon from like four to 8 PM, I'm bringing my phone with me around the house checking Instagram, checking Facebook, responding to messages, like in real time, all the time. Mm -hmm. As if like, if I didn't respond to that email right away, there was going to be a fire. And that's so far from the truth. Like it didn't need to be handled right away. Right. And I also used to be the person where if I had more than like 10 emails, it would just cause me so much stress. Mm. And 
again, it's it's holding myself to this standard. And that's not say, saying like, don't hold yourself to a high standard, but give yourself some grace. Give yourself that flexibility in your schedule, in your day to be a mom and just a mom. Yeah. Be a business owner or a leader or a coach in your business and just be a coach in that moment. And there's a lot said nowadays about like, you know, harmonizing your business and your family all together, which I think that's very powerful, but also kind of compartmentalizing it in a way where you can shut it off mm-hmm. because my kids being so little, they need me. They need mom. They need a hundred percent of my attention. My daughter needs eye contact. Yes. My son needs me to, to watch him not having my phone between us. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when we, when you're talking about allowing myself that pause, it's really just allowing myself to be fully present in whatever role I'm in during that time. Yeah, no, I love that. And I appreciate that. It was a lesson that took me many, 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 many years to learn. And my now 22 year old, who was about seven and a half, eight at the time was the first person to check me on it. Like, listen, you are yeah. awesome for everyone else because you are not here for me in the way that I need it. There was a rephrasing of that, but that was basically what she was saying. And it really made me stop. Like, wait a minute, all the activities, the dance, the soccer, the this, the that, none of that matters if they want you and they Mm -hmm. want you to be present. And that's not what you're able to give because you're in a scarcity mindset of if this email isn't answered, if this DM DMs weren't a thing back then, I'm dating myself a little bit, but you know, right? Like if that thing isn't answered, right? The world is going to come crashing where it's not. And now we give ourselves so many micro sabbaticals in our business, six week self-lovecations, three week winter solstices. There's little micro permission to pauses throughout the month and nothing has fallen apart. Actually, it's all like tripled and quadrupled because of it. Exclusivity is sexy. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it makes a big difference. Uh, so how can everyone connect with you to learn more about Fit Body Bootcamp as well yeah. as the podcast? So you can find Fit Body Bootcamp to fitbodybootcamp.com and you can type in your zip code to see if there's a location near you. There's over 250 locations nationwide. Nice. And then you can find me on Mary Catherine Stahl on Instagram and Facebook and then Beyond the Scale on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. No, I love that so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for showing up, for carving out this time for us, for sharing your story, your journey, um, allowing your husband to see how great you both could be if he leaned into the consistency that you were bringing, which he did. So good job, husband. Good job. Thank you. We really appreciate you. And I look forward to seeing all of the great things that you are doing. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Balance Bully listeners, Thank you so much for showing up and showing out the way that you always do. If you have any questions for Mary Catherine Stahl, known as MK, feel free to email us. Let us know. You can DM. And of course, all of her information is below in the show notes. You know, I have two favorite things that I have to ask you that I do at the end of every single episode. The first is honoring our guests. If there was something that resonated for you or someone who's in your ecosystem, please share this episode with at least one person because it does matter. And second, enjoy the balance of your day, but remember, do it believe.